Father God, speak interpretation into the hearts of those that may be listening. Speak it as directly from your throne into their souls, revealing your perfect will, the good, perfect, and acceptable and perfect will of God being revealed, your grace being revealed and opened up to them to know what their measure of grace is, Lord. We thank you for that. We bless your name right now. Kita rente, copra tashtea sandala bakasu, kete lebe keshete kesetitu, nanta katashuto kotokushu. I feel this urging from heaven. If you happen to be watching online on the streaming service here, and you've never received that, uh, the infilling, what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is a supernatural fullness of him, him filling you up, him overflowing out of you, because it says in the word, he'll, he'll flow out of you like rivers of living water. Uh, if you've not ever yielded yourself to the Spirit of the Lord for that purpose, now would be the time to do that. Just thank him. He said in his word, how much more shall your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? We can ask together right now, and, and you can receive. You can put your hand as a point of contact if you're, you're on your phone or whatever, if you happen to be on the TV streaming, whatever the case may be. You can put your hand as a point of contact. And in the name of Jesus, we ask the Father in your behalf for that fresh filling from heaven, for that overflowing of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit of God. Father God, we ask that right now together in agreement. And we're thanking you and praising you for granting because you said you would for filling their soul to overflowing. As it says in the word, my cup runneth over. Let their cup, let their bucket be full, Lord, so that when their buckets bump, what splashes out is Holy Spirit living water from heaven. Fruits of the Spirit come out all over, folks. Lord, we thank you for that. Father God, grant them as they yield to your presence, grant them divine heavenly language. As it mentions in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, specifically, let them have that, that, that gifting of that language from heaven that no one understands but you and the Spirit of God and the Lord Jesus and, and their spirit. Thank you, Father, for granting that to them right now. We receive it along with them in their behalf and praise you for it that it's so. We thank you for drawing folks from the north, the south, the east, and west to receive, to sit at the feet of Jesus. And we, we commit here as family of General Shepherd, we commit together to yield to his presence, to be a blessing, to minister to you and in your behalf, to intercede, to stand in the gap for you, each of you. We do that. We covenant together to do that and to manifest his fullness and presence. I just pray that the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ come upon you and fill your life. And that you, as Paul prayed for the Romans, that you all walk in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. That is how we're praying. And that is the will of God. That is his will. There is a fullness of blessing from him. That's the good news. It says uh, to Abraham, in you shall the gospel be preached, saying 
and you shall all the nations of the world be blessed. So the gospel was be blessed. So I'm saying that to each of you, be blessed. Amen. Understand that's the good news. The good news is not be cursed. The good news is not be condemned down to utter outer darkness. The good news is be blessed. Walk in light. Walk with him. Walked in giftings from heaven. Let him use you. Uh, Jesus made the statement. It's recorded in the Bible. Uh, it's more blessed to give than to receive. So whenever you have this presence of the Holy Spirit filling you, guess what? You're so full. You, it says in the word you overflow to every good work. His grace comes to you and fills you so well and so overflowingly that you can't help but be a blessing and overflow to every good work. And a good work is anything. The Bible says this, that he saved us unto good works. I'm quoting my King James, which I grew up on and I have memorized inside me. But he, he were created unto good works for the purpose of that's what that means for the purpose of doing good works. You're not saved by the good works at all. You're saved by grace, as it says, through your trust and belief in him. But you're saved for a reason that is to be a blessing. To bring good works out into this earth. To bring a, a light where there was darkness before. To shine light. And, and when, when light shining, what happens to darkness? It disappears, right? And that's your purpose and your reason that's why he didn't. He never said when you accepted Jesus, he never said, do not pass, go, do not collect two hundred dollars, go straight to heaven. That's why he said, stay there on the board and keep playing because there, he wants us. He wants us to be be a blessing. That's the good news that Jesus Christ performed all those went through all that awfulness. All the it says, Lord, you've laid all the sin of the world upon him, said in a place in the Bible. And that's the reason, because he was restoring this aspect of God's creation. Be blessed. That's the gospel. Be blessed. Amen. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for that, Father God. And right now, I just say to everybody watching, everybody present in the building with us. By the way, we have, sir, if you like face to face. <laughs> and you're watching and you get lonely watching. And I, I know that I, I've been there, done that. You get lonely watching. We have services. We are safe. We call it we're having safe service. They have another uh, sayings about safe this and that. We're having safe service. Yeah. Uh, Since they reopened things, we have had zero cases of COVID, zero deaths. Yes. Others that are out in the world can't say that. <laughs> Amen. And there's a reason. There is. There is. There is a true God. That's right. And he's here. The true father, God, creator. And he created us for a reason. That was to be like him. To be fruitful, multiply and be like him. Amen. And how, you know, you think about it. If you really think about it, uh, I've I've shared it before. I actually got the privilege, the experience of being up there in his actual presence in the heavenlies and uh, after an, an automobile accident, there is, I'm telling you, there is no sickness. There is no evil of any kind in his presence. The reason being it can't exist. It's like, you know, he talked, Jesus talked about God is light. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. 
And he said, you are lights in the world. He said that go forth and shine like lights. Well, what does the light do? What it, 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 it does away with darkness. Well, you got God who is light and created and darkness and anything of darkness can't exist in his presence. So he told us to pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, that's the good news. The blessing, what he created us with has been restored and returned. The presence of the God, the Holy Spirit in the earth, filling and flooding the earth. You see, that's the good thing. The great thing about the good news. He's here. Just like we were singing, you are here working in this place. He's he's here. He's here. He's here. You can just pat yourself on the belly or the chest and say he's here. (laughs) That's the truth of it all. He moved in. He he, he wasn't just like Cousin Eddie on a Christmas vacation, just squatting for a month at your house. (laughs) He's not a squatter. He's a dweller, an indweller. And the, the, the most sensible thing, the most sensible course, the most sensible system of thinking we can embrace would be embrace the fact that he's inside, that he's not up sitting somewhere on a throne far away. Which he is, but yet he's everywhere because, you know, he, he's moved in. The Bible, Emmanuel, what's it mean? What's the literal translation from Hebrew? God with us. God with us. Hallelujah. Well, Jesus coming meant God in us. And that's the great thing about all of this church situation, the church, the assembly of the people of God together, the church coming together, God with us. Two or three gathered together. Jesus said, I'm with you, right? That's the great thing about it. He's here. I don't, you know, and I was encouraging, I got off on a rabbit trail there. I was saying, if you're watching and you get lonely and tired of no face to face, of no contact with anybody, come join us. I see uh, we have uh, our, it's not pews, it's nice red theater style, almost chairs. And uh, I see a few of them out there that don't have anybody in them. So (laughs) you would certainly be welcome to join us to come and worship together with us to sense the Shekinah, the Shekinah glory of the Lord in us and among us moving together. That's a wonderful thing. Something I enjoy about this, I guess I'm old school. I, I did during this, uh, this pandemic thing that we just went or are still in the middle of, uh, part of being part of, of a church body, they put it all online and it was, it didn't, you're just watching TV is what it was, honestly. <laughs> to, to be forbidden to go in and be part, actually with the people in physical contact with them and all that, that was difficult. But we're not in that case here. You're, you're welcome to join us. Come on down. Come on down. The price is right. Jesus paid it all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I think we should just praise him for a minute. Thank you, Father God. Bless bless that name above every name. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. There is power in that name of Jesus. 
Power in that name of Jesus. Powers in that name of Jesus. No other name I know. Oh, hallelujah. This is fun. You know that? It's fun to, to, to throw some song at Betty that she hadn't seen in a while. <laughs> no other name I know. I'm going to bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Going to bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Oh, hallelujah. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the name of the Lord. There is power, power, wonder-working power in that precious name of the Lord. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the name of the Lord. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious name of the Lord. In the precious name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless that holy name, that wonderful, 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 mighty, matchless name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lamb of God. I, I need to, I need to, to try to finish up the healing, the work of God lesson. Um, we've had two sessions so far and gotten not even a third of the way through <laughs> the class that was taught. And I'd like to do that, but I, I want to quote something that struck me as, as very powerful. A fellow that was kind of a mentor to a lot of people in, in our country in years past from Chicago, as a matter of fact. He said this, definiteness of purpose is the starting point of all achievement. Did you hear that? Definiteness of purpose is the starting point of all achievement. If we're going to accomplish anything, you know, the Bible says we're created unto good works. Uh, you know, my, my beautiful bride, your, your pastor Dola, uh, 21 years ago, Actually, it was 20 or 21 years ago, she had Rock House Church going. And then one day God was moving her into ministering to the kids of the drug addicts in the downtown 7th and Broadway area in that area of town. And she managed to get a hold of a small building to use and began to do that. And one little guy, she wrote her book about this little guy named Carl, about nine years old, came in and he asked, uh, have y'all got anything to eat? And she's like, well, we're a church. We don't normally do that sort of thing. But then she went and found something to eat and, and sent him home with some food. 
And she started realizing there was a need. There was something that these kids, parents basically kind of abandoned them. They might have had some place to go home to, but they were mistreated. They didn't make food for them, bring food home or anything for them. They spent all their time and money doing their dope and their, their vices and abuse and all. And uh, she saw that. She, she followed Carl home one day and realized that he was in one of those situations at home. And he came to the service there. She started reaching toward the children. He came one time and asked if, he, if she had some food he could take home. Or she noticed that he was taking the little food bags she got for the kids and sticking them in his coat pocket. And she asked him why he was doing that. She said, we have plenty of food. You don't have to hide it and walk away with it or act like you're stealing. You don't have to worry about it. We have plenty of food. He said, well, the reason I'm doing that is if I walk in with a bag of food, so-and-so, Mr. Mama's boyfriend, will take it away and eat it because he's hungry. He's, he's a drug addict and you know, make him, doesn't get food or anything. So he'll take it away from us and eat our food. And then he brought his little brother and two or three other little brothers and sisters and they ended up coming there and other kids and the same kind of situation. So Dola began getting a purpose together to be a blessing to these children, to influence them. And you all know the story. If you've read the book about Rock House Kids, there was a definite of purpose. And I'm telling you, having been her her uh, her other half now for over for 19 months, the woman has a definite of purpose when she settles on something. And uh, she settled on helping and blessing these children, began seeking out ways. She found uh, food companies, grocery stores, what have you, that would donate food for them to feed. And, you know, now when she retired a couple of years ago, they were feeding 300 children a week. Which is not bad. They had, and they had been blessed with they didn't have to buy these built this big, huge building. They didn't have to buy any of that. It was all donated to them. And she had uh, raised there was a half million dollars in the bank account of Rock House Kids. Not Dola's money. It was the, the, the corporation or the, the nonprofit. So she had definite purpose and put it on a good footing financially and a good footing administratively, a good footing uh, with, she's apparently a good motivator, uh, a good mentor because she had all kinds of volunteers that have been through there through the years. There are folks, part of the, of the family here were volunteers there. Um, some of the youth that y'all know real well were, were volunteers there. And one of, two of the girls that are twins are considered our goddaughters to this day. They say come over for Christmas, all that sort of thing. So she had a far reaching thing, but because of what? Because of a definiteness of purpose. She set forth in that definite purpose and look what was achieved here. I mean, uh, the, she tells me that there was a time she was on billboards all over town promoting Rock House that she was on TV programs and radio programs promoting Rock House. Well-known, uh, she received the Irish Woman of the Year Award three years ago. <laughs> she received all kinds of civic awards because of uh, this definiteness of purpose. And it's not for Dola's glory, it's all of the glory of God because she gave the Lord the credit for this. You see, definiteness of purpose is the beginning step of achievement for anyone on the earth, amen? So I have a definiteness of purpose. I want to make sure that we mature in Christ Jesus, that whenever you step across that bridge into eternity and you're standing before that judgment seat of Christ, that he can say, good job. Way to go, son. Way to go, brother. 
Where to go, sister? Well done, good and faithful servant in King James. But that's what basically what he's saying. Great job. In Australia, they'd say, good show, mate. See, and so that's what we're after, to see everybody grow up into that, that grown-up version of Jesus and do what he did, live what he did, get that purpose in them. One of the purposes that I've stated for weeks, we've been distracted with a lot of circumstances and we're aiming, we are getting our footing back on together and all that. So one of the things was to have a healing school with this may be an online thing. What's that app that we have? It's called Brax. Brax, okay, Brax Media. Maybe through our Brax website or something, have a healing school that we can just film up and have there for folks to get a hold of and other, other types of classes for folks. But this is a starting place because the reason being healing is, has been called the dinner bell of salvation. In this country, through the, we had a healing revival starting in about 45, 46, 47. And, and one of the, the leading lights of that time was Dr. Oral Roberts. Anybody, I think everybody kind of remembers him. He was one of my favorites as a kid growing up. I remember something good is going to happen to you. Every show kicking off with that song. And I guess he reached and, and spoke to a lot of people with that through the music, the ORU singers and, and through the word that he shared about giving and about healing. And uh, so there was a definite purpose in that. And then a, a fellow minister in the same area of the country, same city, as a matter of fact, uh, Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan, uh, the Lord shared with him after he'd gotten the Bible college Ramah started. He said, I want you to have healing school. While I was there, that was a kind of a highlight of your day. If you had time, if you weren't clocked into work somewhere, you were able to go to healing school and hear directly from the prophet's mouth the things a man raised from death, from certain death with disease that he had and walked out of his bed, a healed man, still fighting the good fight of faith, but a healed man. And sharing that experience and the word of that experience with multitudes around the world. And I have there are hundreds, maybe thousands of written testimonies there at the, at the campus there that folks can see uh, evidence of that word. You know, Jesus had the statement. What did that mean? <laughs> it looked like he was giving me sign language there. <laughs> oh, he was. Okay, there was nothing. It was scratching the head. Okay. Uh, I think that's fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you, you can see the, the testimonies. Just like with Oral Roberts, he has film testimonies of tent meetings of people, uh, fantastic miracles and things happening. The same thing. But Jesus had made the statement, or in the Gospels, it talks about people came to hear and be healed. More than one location in the Gospels, it says that. So that was a way, there are different ways to receive healing under the covenant of God. So probably the most effective way is to come hear the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So come hear the word and be healed from it. Receive that word, keep putting it in there and eventually it becomes, you, you metabolize that word. It becomes part of your spiritual being and becomes a reality in your, in your body, soul and spirit, you see. So that was his probably main method. He said, I'm going to teach you by faith to receive your healing. So he had healing school and has inspired many different ministries through the years. We had healing school there in Oklahoma, north of, of where his was there, 50 miles for several years. And this is one of the classes that was in there. We talked about uh, 
healing being the work of God. Uh, John 14, verses 9 and 10, Jesus said this, Have I, Philip, been so long with you, and yet you've not known me? He that sees me has seen the Father. And how do you say, show us the Father? Why are you saying that, in other words? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. You can remember it says in the book of Acts, chapter 10, uh, Peter is preaching the gospel to a group of people. And he's a small group of people in a hunt. It's actually a home Bible study is what he was in right there. And he said how God anointed the word which was preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If God the Father took a human form, which he did, Jesus, but if he were to step off his throne and transform into a human being, guess what he would be doing? He'd be doing what Jesus has said he did. He would be going about healing all that were oppressed to the devil. Amen. That's, that's, you, you missed a good chance to say amen, man. That's, that, that, that's, that's good preaching right there. Amen. So he, Jesus made that statement. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you want to know what God the Father is like, the Creator, look at the Son. Look at Jesus. Uh, he was the ultimate doer of God's will and the ultimate speaker, authority of God's words. You know, he said things like, I will be made whole. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And you all know those works that the devil comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. You all know that it says it in the word. So he was manifested to destroy those works of the devil. And then you see another place, like I mentioned earlier, many came to hear and be healed of their sicknesses and their diseases. And the amazing thing was they were healed. It's not so amazing when you think about being Jesus, but they were healed. They came, they heard, and they were healed. Why were they healed? Because they were able to, they were enabled to receive healing by hearing that word of healing. If you want, you know, I, this is kind of a joke where I'm from. If you want backsliders, preach backsliding. If you want adulterers, preach adultery. You know, <laughs> if you want anything, preach it. If you want healing, preach the healing power, preach the healing presence, preach the healing being of the Lord Jesus. And one of the things that we started praying in the evenings whenever we're turning in is, Father God, we thank you that we are contagious that we're contagious with heaven's wellness. Now, now, the things you just mentioned to preach, there will be a consequence for those if you're going to be preaching in that area. Mm -hmm. But the, the consequence of preaching truth is the grace is there. That's right. And the power. And the grace and the power. The power of the Lord is present to heal them. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now, I've already mentioned this. People play the blame game with God. I don't know if your own experiences, but I've had the experience of uh, uh, people saying, well, God took my so-and-so from me. I don't know what he did or what he said or whatever, but 
God took him from me or God took her from me or whatever. And God doesn't do God's not taking people. We all know who does it. The thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. Sometimes people are their own worst enemy. You remember Pogo, he said that statement. We've met the enemy and the enemy is us. Sometimes we a whole lot of misery that we endure is self-induced. We did it to ourselves. Amen. We, 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 a whole lot of, in my own life, a whole lot of misery I've endured has been self. I, I did it to myself, making dumb, dumb, dumb decisions. And you probably can say amen. You may have done it yourself, too. So. But sickness is not death is not necessarily self-induced, except in rare cases. It's not self-induced. It's something that's an attack that comes against you. We've got to understand where it comes from. The thief comes not both for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I, Jesus, am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And we can see from the verse where destruction and death and disease and all that comes from. We can see right there where it comes from. We can understand that. When Jesus set aside the, the natural laws of earth to perform miracles, it was always to reverse the works of the devil. He never put blindness on anybody. He never ripped anybody's tongue out and said, be thou dumb, <laughs> be thou speechless. In other words, he, he never whacked them in their ears and said, be deaf. You never one time saw anything like that. But he always was reversing, destroying the works of the devil, uh, which was sickness, death and destruction in the lives of his creation. The word says by him we were created. By him were all things created. You see, he was the word. Uh, the reality is, according to John 10, 10 and 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world has blinded the eyes of them that believe not. The God of this world is who else? Is who? What's his name? I call him old Lucy, Lucifer, the devil, Sat Satanus, as they say in, in Southeast Asia, Satanus. Uh, he's the one responsible. He is the blinder. He's the one that keeps you from realizing He's the one that puts, it says, he talks about the Jews in 2 Corinthians. A veil is over their face, over their head. They cannot see properly. He's the one that, 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 that hinders sight and understanding. So he, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who believe not. Uh, people unredeemed and un, uh, are unenlightened and can only go by what their eyes tell them. Their eyes tell them there is no God of love. I saw that in the Middle East when I was there for a day, stopped on a, a, an overlay on a flight and got to go out and mingle among the people in the different places there. And they have it's foreign to them that God is love. It's a foreign concept. In their eyes, God is up there with his finger like this and with a sword or a whip in the other hand, ready to whack you with it. And so. Uh, the unredeemed people don't realize there's something different, that God is indeed love. God is light. God is joy. They don't realize that. I, I heard a, a well-known minister say this. He said, the Lord showed him, if it wasn't for sin, I'd never have a serious thought up here. It'd be party time all the time, except for that. So <laughs> the Christian mind must be renewed to the truth whether the facts facing them agree with their senses or not, uh, in order to walk in victory over Satan's system. You've heard the word, the world, right? The world, the flesh, and the devil. You read it in 1 John, any of the chapters in there, the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world is from the Koine Greek, cosmos. 
anybody ever see a magazine called Cosmopolitan on the stands? What's usually on the front page of that magazine? Not that I sit there and read it and all that, but you, if you're going along, you'll notice it there. It's usually a scantily clad younger woman. I'm not sure what she's trying to do there, but <laughs> that's usually what you see there. And so uh, we, we've got to have our minds renewed uh, that whether something's facing us or not, the world system, the world, the cosmos is a system. And the truth is, it's a system of thinking. Unredeemed thinking, non-connected to Father God thinking. OK, it's what happens when you're kicked out of heaven. It's what takes over your mind when you're kicked out of heaven. God says given over to a reprobate mind. Anybody in here ever know anybody you might call a reprobate? Run across one or two. Amen. Amen. I hope not to run across a whole lot more, but I want to get up saved when I see him. Amen. We're going to. It is right now time to, as we promised, to close the service. And we're going to do that right now. We're going to finish with prayer and with a hymn. We thank you, Father God. We praise you, Father God. We bless your holy name. This night, we thank you for this word that you will give me grace. This is the place of grace, as we've said. Give me the grace to get through this one class that's been three services now to get through it, to share that word, and Father, to bring folks here to hear that word and be healed. We thank you, Father God, bring them here or streaming, wherever the case may be, that you're bringing them into our presence and into your presence through this, that we will hear the testimonies of your favor because they believe your word and receive and accept it and embrace it. We thank you for that, Father God. We bless your holy name that it doesn't return void but accomplishes what you purpose and gives people the blessing. We thank you for that. I speak that blessing over each one viewing and listening this evening. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed in that name above every name. Lord, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. We praise you for it. We praise you for that amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. But now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. When we've been there ten thousand years, Bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing our God's praise than when we first begun. Let's praise him together right now. Praise God. 
Praise God, 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 praise God. Praise God, praise God.